so freaking bad. WrestleMania. Welcome, everybody, to Juice Pro Wrestling episode 106, Cordially Cordial. With me today is the creator, the curator, and all-around master of wrestling with wrestling.com, Andre Corbio. What's going on, brother? Cracking the whip on episode 106 of the Juice Pro Wrestling Podcast. Oh, Glad yeah. Glad to be with your boys here tonight. Talk some wrestling news and some TNA slash Impact Wrestling discussions. going to be great. Glad to be with the Juice and Scrat. Oh, yeah. You're going to get wet with Scrat. It's real. It's damn real. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Andre, for people that aren't familiar with you, um, I first encountered you. I think I started following you on my own personal uh, YouTube account, which is at Juicefuge, if you guys want to check that out. Um, but fuck, I want to say five, six years ago, man. It's been a long time. You're an old motherfucker, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, dude, you, you provided great content at the time. You were one of those guys, and still to this day, um, you know, with impact, I was really like promoting them. And back then it would have been TNA wrestling, um, in more of a positive light. And even when they weren't too good, you know, cause I've been a fan since the inception as well. Um, attended several shows, including, uh, the first bound for glory in Chicago. Um, it, 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 just solid ass content. Like I said, very positive in a, in a, it was a very rare time for that because not a lot of people did it. And there's, They've kind of eased up on it a bit, but there still is a lot of TNA impact uh, haters out there. Um, so what we like to do is to kind of counteract that shit, um, much like you do, and promote something positive and talk about the positives. And TNA wrestling, like I said, uh, I'll say it again. I've I've watched it since its inception. I've enjoyed it. I've been through the good, the bad, and the motherfucking ugly with that shit. Um, and I think they're on fire right now. Um, it's it's been a total complete turnaround with these guys since um, Anthem took over and they kind of had some bumps, you know, um, baby starting steps. with that baby steps, you know, they had to get rid of Jeff Jarrett and all that bullshit. And, uh, and I think once uh, Ed Nordholm lightened up and let guys take their own gimmicks wherever they want and uh, just became more business friendly. Cause let's face it, if you're going to be a wrestling company trying to compete or at least think you're going to compete with the E you got it. You got to join forces because that's the only way it's going to even come close to possible. You know, they're fucking machines. Or just blaze your own trail and do your own thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but impact wrestling, like I said, they've been on fire. So I'd kind of like to get in uh, some impact talk with you tonight, man. And what's going on with them. What have you enjoyed with them? Uh, we're talking earlier before we went on air. Um, last week you on your YouTube channel, you did a live stream. Uh, which you do, I believe, what, every Tuesday for Impact, right? Live while the show's going on, building a community where people can interact on the fly. Yeah. I think I, I think wrestling is, is a subjective sport, mm -hmm. and nobody's technically right, nobody's technically wrong. And it's really interesting to see the, the breadth of differing opinions. And uh, I think it's really great. It's a positive place. Weekly Impact Wrestling Podcast. Uh, well, I guess it's not a podcast. It's a live stream. And uh, it's growing little bit by bit each and every week. Uh, as a guy that has covered Impact Wrestling since, oh, geez, I think it's, it's nine time. years. Nine years online, I've been officially covering it. But I was there from day one in Huntsville, Huntsville Alabama. 
watch the pay-per-view for a penny. Uh, at, a big, <laughs> at a big barbecue, we had all the fixings and everything all done up. We sat down, had satellite TV. What are we going to watch while we're eating? One cent TNA pay-per-view. I'm like, what the hell is TNA? One cent, why not? Huntsville, Alabama. Ken Shamrock wins the title. AJ Styles and Jerry Lynn. Just a, it, it basically reignited that, uh, reignited that fire that had kind of fizzled from the WCW invasion. I was a WCW yeah. fan prominently and uh i would still put the wcw 2000 product up against today's wwe product Ooh, and that's just the way it you is you feel that but, guys that's that's heat get out the kitchen <laughs> the problem is the victors always write the revisionist history or they rewrite it and that's exactly what happened to these younger generation that that, that think that WCW was terrible and it was a mess and so on and so forth. It was a compelling week-to-week product that uh, people like to talk to, talk about at the water cooler the following day. Masterful yeah. hooking at the end of the show, leaving suspense, waiting all week for the next show, and that's the way it's done, and it's just not done that way right now. Right. Unless, I mean, uh, I think people who are doing that kind of sort of good, sort of well, sort of nice in this day and age are AEW. But look, I mean, the son of a son of a plumber, you know, the guy running running the fucking show, if you will. Um, dude, he grew up in the business and he grew up when WCW, Dusty was there. They were on fire, dude. Like, I, it's weird because when TNA first came out, I used to kind of look at them and I've always wondered what would have happened, what WCW would have looked like had that pay-per-view happened, the Big Bang. You know, they were talking about Eric Bischoff had a team of investors and they were going to completely blow up the whole thing and just restart it and build it like around Goldberg. And who knows what would have happened with that? I always and you think of the mind. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I always looked at TNA as like, man, dude, that's what if that was the next WCW? Because if it had that financial backing, dude, like out the get go, dude, TNA would have been fucking amazing, you know, and. Uh, I thought the same thing here with AEW. It gave me that WCW vibe again, you know? Like, I don't know why. I mean, there's a lot of – maybe because <clears throat> there's a lot of familiar faces there. And, uh, you know, when you kind of name your show Bash at the Beach, it brings up these vibes, you know? And we're let's face it, as wrestling fans, we're all uh, – we all succumb to nostalgia, man. There's, there's nothing really better. And just as a sports fan in general, I've been, you know, getting super uh, wet and squishy over the last dance, the ESPN, the Michael Jordan – Doc, you know, it's getting fucking soggy up in here. You know, I might have to put on some waders. <laughs> but my point is, as wrestling fans, dude, we eat it up. And uh, yeah, that's what they provide us with, man. And uh, going back to WCW, <clears throat> I agree with you, man. I was a WCW guy. Some of the best times, like after WWE, WWF got really horrible. And like, the, let's face it, the new generation era wasn't that good. You know, no. like, at, after the Hogan era, there was this transition period to where they copied ECW and, you know, the attitude of like the NWO and like WWE really didn't do, if you think about it, too much original shit. Uh, they haven't done too much original shit back then. since the WWF days. Vinnie Mac senior. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, but anyways, all that aside, man, uh, TNA. I want to add some color on something you said, though, Justin, as it yeah. pertains and relates to WCW and what 
could have been. Let's not forget that Macho Man Randy Savage was also one of those investors. Ran one of the most successful, um, what do you want to call it, outlaw territories. Because let's face it, most of the outlaw territories were fly-by-night. ICW had their own television deal. They were going up against... um, they were going up against uh, Memphis. They were going up against uh, the Welsh promotion. Uh, it just, and they still survived. I think it was five years that they had a TV deal before they had to close down. But Macho Man brings a lot of, or bring a lot of experience uh, as a wrestling mind. Uh, I often wonder what could have been if WCW won the war. And I, in a lot of cases, wish they would have won the war. But this might get me a little heat. Vince McMahon never officially won the war. He bought the win. Yeah, they killed themselves, man. <laughs> Basically, you know, yeah. their, their company sold out. Like, if they would have stuck with Turner, Turner would have just – he didn't care how much money he was losing. He loved wrestling, you know. But once yeah. he sold out to AOL, there was that merger Time Warner. It's Ted – old Ted couldn't fucking – didn't matter how many billions he had. He had no say. They don't want yeah. wrestling. It's done. And they, you know? and, uh, as you just said, they didn't want wrestling. Yeah. And without so, the TV, what is the brand worth? Right. Exactly. And I've stated this many times on our show. Um, you know that whole the buyout of them and ECW. I was huge in the ECW. That shit was revolutionary. You know, and both those companies did something special in the '90s. And here we are, like fucking 30, 20, 30 years later, talking about this still. You know. Um, so I always, one thing I wanted was, okay, WWE buys them, buys them companies. And they did this with ECW. It was pissed They did it with everybody. They right. did it with but, everybody. Well, this is what I'm talking about. Restart WCW. Or let it keep going. And you just, you fund it and then step away and have that as your competition. You know, that would have been cool. You know, they had tons of hours now of programming that they needed to fill. Uh, a huge ass talent roster. Um, just the, the canvas was there. They just didn't fucking paint the picture very well and, at and all. Over, over time, those those top stars in WCW that were sitting at home on fat contracts all would have eventually come through one by one by one. And I'll tell you something. Instead of bringing everybody in all at once, you have a Scott Steiner appear one week. You have another top superstar uh, another week. And then it just people are like cream in their pants. They yeah. just, the, and this brings us to TNA. Uh, exactly. WCW ECW invasion angle was one of the shittiest book angles in professional wrestling history. It, it vexed me to the point where I said, F it. And it's the only time within my stretch of being a wrestling fan where I said, and I walked away for a year, a whole year. And it wasn't until that one cent TNA pay-per-view at that barbecue uh, that relit my uh, fire for my passion for professional wrestling. So without that one cent first TNA event, I wouldn't be here today. And Bill after. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Well, my point with that is it reminds me of like, you know, if that situation happened, And it kind of feels like that's what is happening with impact, you know, with the whole, I'm not really sure. None of us, I don't think are what's going to happen. I know they talked about adding more programming because they got access TV now, 
But if they bring back TNA, why not? Supposedly everybody's happy with the numbers. It's a nostalgia thing. If you can kind of keep it separate, or maybe they do a short storyline where TNA is invading. And, you know, because the history, let's face it, we both love that company, but man, back in the day, there were so many invasions. Everybody invaded TNA. You know, it was like the ECW guys, and you had GFW, and you had the Aces and Eights. You know, like, come on, man. Yeah. Faction after faction. You got to yeah. admit, though, the main event mafia was dope. Oh, dude. I got a main event mafia t shirt in my closet that I almost wore tonight, except I've been putting on too much weight and I just can't wear it no more. Oh, me too, bro. It's so freaking depressing. So freaking depressing. <laughs> when you yeah. go to put on your socks in the morning, that's when you're your black socks, right? No, no, white socks. I don't like black socks because it leaves a. Uh, uh, like cotton in between your toes and shit like that. I don't like it. I don't like it. Only black yep. socks I wear are black dress socks. Because, you know, I do I wear get a, a little dress. dapper from time to time. You got to be professional, whether you're flossing, tossing, dipping, tripping, sipping, or flipping. You got to do it right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Speaking of all that, real quick, uh, dude, you were talking the other day. I was watching some some of your content, I don't know if it's YouTube website or what, but, uh, you were, uh, you used to do like fucking hip hop dancing, like old school hip hop dancing, right? Yes. Yes. I used to be in a group. I used to be in a hip hop group called project wise. We opened up for acts like twin hype, the dream warriors, public enemy, maestro, fresh West, Kish. (laughs) And, uh, this was around the age of, 17 to 19 a very fast portion of my teen years had a real good time lived real fast and uh doesn't get much cooler than being on stage and having women throwing their undies at you so we're, <laughs> it happened we're, it yeah. happened oh yeah um we're the were you like break dancing and shit like old school i shit? was a solo dancer of project wise uh, everybody was in tandems. Originally, Mohammed, the uh, manager of the group, put me in with uh, two guys that were rather tall, and I'm pretty short. I'm only 5'9". And my style was much different from them. They were like R&B kind of footwork, kind of sliding, you know, four tops, temptations, kind of with a, a more modern kind of thing. And I was just aggressive flip spins and it, so Muhammad's like you're our solo dancer so I was the solo dancer for the group and uh while the concerts were going on we would rotate we would rotate and it was a constant flow of dancing um each song and then we would switch and then we would switch and then we would switch and um it was a real cool time I got discovered by Project Wise at a uh it was a private birthday party in a hall, and it was a big hall. A private party? Yeah, private party. Oh, I get it. I get it. What you did <laughs> so I was busting out, had circles around me and all of that stuff, and I got a call the next day from Mohammed, who was the manager of uh, the band, and uh, I actually went, hmm, I'm going to have to think about it, uh, maybe. And then my mother was like, fuck it, <laughs> How was that again? <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, I made him wait like three days, and then I said, "Yeah, I'm in. I'm in." And it was a great experience. Uh, 
I just thought that was a cool little fact. Uh, I heard that. I was like, that's why I was joking around and threatening. I was like, oh, shit, Andre was a fly girl. <laughs> he, he even went shopping with Flavor Flav. <laughs> Flavor Flav. His ass got the boot this year, though. You know, Chuck D oh, said, hey, oh. get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Remember his fucking, show? Remember his dating get, oh. show? Yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> my little foofy. It's all competing for Flavor Flav. <laughs> Yeah, and don't forget about what's her name too, Red Sonia. Who? What was that chick's name, Sren? I can't remember. I just watched the Beverly actress? Hills Cop too. Red Sonia, isn't that the chick that was married to Brigitte? Yeah. Brigitte, Brigitte Nielsen. Nielsen. Yes, yes. Yeah, 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 she's like she when she was with Flavor Flav. It's like, ooh, my little foofy, foofy. Oh god, did she ever age? Yeah. Huh? Oh yeah, yeah. You Cocaine look at her. A hell of a drug. What was it, Rocky Four? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like she was gorgeous in Rocky oh, yeah. Four. Ivan. Punch him, Yvonne! <laughs> <laughs> Throw the damn towel! <laughs> but yeah, I had a cool... Uh, my teen years were really cool. Uh, I think it factors in with me being a social butterfly and being a natural for what I do. And I, I think that's one of the things that Bill Apter recognized. Uh, I think he also appreciated my sense of humor, that I'm not robotic. Yeah. So he took the chance on me. Took the chance on me. And that's awesome. And I can't stress enough for those of you out there listening, like how really, like when Bill After passes, I know this maybe is a morbid thing to think about, but fuck it, everybody's dropping left and right. Um, he is going to be one of those important people that like, is it, it'll be a sad fucking day. Like that dude's contributed so much, you know, and especially to a lot of the older generation of wrestling fans out there. I mean, that's, you were looking at his pictures, reading his articles back in the day, you know, his interviews and shit. Like, He'll and be the first be... media guy inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame. Oh, There's, dude, for sure. no doubt about it. Yeah. And, and I would have an aneurysm if Dave Meltzer was the first inductee. I, I, I would have an absolute aneurysm. <laughs> so you don't uh, like Uncle Dave, huh? No, I don't like him at, at all. Um, I think he, is, he and Brian Alvarez are responsible for uh, cultivating and culturing the the TNA hate that has been so apparent. Yeah. It's its all a trickle-down effect from the Meltzer minions who echo everything that Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez have echoed over the years about TNA and Impact Wrestling. It's uh, you, you'd, you'd think that Dixie Carter uh, stole money from him or something. Well, that's the problem is she wasn't giving him money. <laughs> that's why they weren't going to talk good about her. Um, yeah, those so, guys were hating a lot back in the day. It, it, there was a long time, a, lo a long flood, man, where everybody is just ripping on it. And there would be some good, solid episodes. It was always – it's been better than Raw for a long, long time, you know? Yeah. I mean, I even liked the Hogan shit when he was there. And <laughs> sad to say, like, brought in the Nasty Boys and those guys. I mean, that that sucked. But it was still more enjoyable than that week's Monday Night Raw. And you got to ask yourself as a wrestling fan – Looking through the scope of Impact Wrestling or TNA, whatever you want to call it, you have to ask yourself, uh, is the slow rebuild because of that culture that Uncle Dave and Brian hammered out? Once they hammered that out, you had uh, sites like WrestleTalk TV, who Impact Wrestling really helped in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, like... I was Dick watching Star their shit Star. when I found you. Like you guys, it was you guys in uh, like WrestleMania, I think, and some other you know cats. I do. I I don't hate the WrestleMania channel, but I do think it's the most overrated channel in uh, the YWC. 
Yeah. Thank you for joining Russell. Reading off of a sheet, flopping pictures up. Yeah. Thank you. If you like this video, I make him sound more Arabian, I guess. You He's sound got familiar, a, bro. Last <laughs> familiar. You mean we're smoking dog shit, man? <laughs> but yeah, but there, yeah, there are a lot like of those said, guys, man. It, it, it's been an it's been an upward trajectory for Impact Wrestling under this new regime, but it's been a real slow baby step progression. There, there, there well. are a lot of fans. A lot of fans walked away and, and decided, oh, I'm never coming back. But it's it's not the same company anymore. It's not. No, no but it's cool that they can acknowledge their history because they do have a lot of content. Let's face it, dude. Like just like WWE did when they bought WCW, they didn't even really buy WCW. They bought content. You know, they bought their fucking library. I think they only took a little bit of like the rings and the actual stage use shit. Like a lot of that was, from what I understand, people either took it or it got thrown out. You well, know, they took like, the library. Um, that's all I you just need. Feature, just featured a podcast, and uh, it's the Retro Rewind, and uh, it was Bash the Beach, uh, Bash the Beach, nineteen ninety six, and I was just uh, I put little clips, five seconds clip, five seconds clip, five seconds clip. Uh, from throughout the pay-per-view, right? Well, it got blocked worldwide once I uploaded it. So I had to find uh, one with quicker transitions, uh, and that one worked. So, yeah, it's all about the WCW library. And there was even a time that WWE was interested in the TNA library. Oh, yeah, they're always interested. They would do that because a lot of their stars have come from there, you know? And they've good on both of them for working together. I still think that was weird. I've said that many times, too, that seeing a TNA logo or Impact logo as they are now on WWE programming because they're doing something with AJ or Kurt Angle or Sting, you know? Or even Dixie Carter's face or Dixie, on WWE that, DVD. Like, are you... That blew me away. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... Impact, man, they, they've made the transition. They've, they've made it back. And even still in the last couple of years, they've lost, still lost some big names to the likes of like AEW. And it hasn't hindered them in the fact that like, I'll use this as an example. When ROH, um, now granted they had managerial problems and shit too, but when ROH, all them guys left the elite, they took a huge hit. That company did, you know, a lot of people tuned out and they just fucking went with, you know, Cody and the bucks and them. Um, but now you've lost guys like, uh, you know, the Lucha Bros, Brian Cage, uh, John Morrison. Um, and, you know, there's the list goes on. And EC3 is another one of those guys that, he, hey, we might see him back. But uh, maybe it, has, it hasn't really affected their flow. You know what I'm saying? As like well, ROH. You're a basketball fan, correct? Yeah. And what about you, Scrat? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm an NHL fan. Doesn't matter. Uh, doesn't matter what uh, sport you're into. All the players have always been interchangeable, and it'll forever be that way. And I look at professional wrestling in the same limelight because it has rosters, and uh, people have meltdowns when people come and go. But uh, if you look at it in the uh, in the light of that, these are interchangeable players forever. Uh, you won't have meltdowns. I'm an Edmonton Oilers fan. We went from the greatest team to losing oh, yeah. everybody bit by bit by bit by bit. So I know uh, you're a Chicago Bulls fan, right? Oh, yeah. 
you watch that team dismantle. So you, you, you know how it feels. But new players come in. It's just it's the nature of the beast, right? Nature of the game. Yeah. I just got oh, into yeah. Impact Wrestling about six months ago, so I, I'm I'm all in with the new roster. I don't know anything about the up and down history. I caught it up in the upswing, at least for me. People can be critical. It's been awesome for me. Like all the guys from Ohio, all the like everybody that we've seen. So there's a promotion in Chicago called Warrior Wrestling, and we've got to see the majority of the talent at one of their. They've done like I think eight shows so far. Is that right, Wells? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah eight, eight, so, eight, something like that. Do an amazing job covering oh, Warrior oh, Wrestling. Yeah, and 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 most of the Impact talent, and then we actually got to meet a lot of the people uh, at a uh, what what was that thing we went to at Bur- on Bourbon Street, Wallace? Oh, at, the like, uh, Impact All Glory. So yeah, All Glory. We, we got a little. It's a quick little video, but there's a highlight video from that on our YouTube. But yeah, with, too. with All Glory, it was meant to feature the the indie Chicago talent. But then all the wrestlers, like the regular roster, everybody impact, from impact was, was out there just watching, and you could see, and they were all accessible. I mean, nobody like the fans weren't hassling people, and it was it was pretty great. But as far as like my history, like right now, I I'm new to the whole wrestling thing. I, I've like Wallace has ignited my my wrestling uh, fandom, and I I like I've I've been dipping my toes in all these little promotions, uh, and all these different promotions. I mean to say, and so for me. I definitely like, I don't hate on anything because it's all fucking fun and entertaining for me. Like if I don't, if I don't like some sort of bit or a match or something, there's eight other places I go to, but in impact is on my, uh, on my live stream. And like, I, I watch it live and then I'll watch like highlights later. And, and it's to me, what they're doing now is, is it's just fun and entertaining and it's, di- and it's, it's, it has its own personality. Like it's good for all these places to have their own thing. Cause I think as like the Indies almost have their own cumulative, they might be individual, like they do little, little bits and shit, but I think all in all, they're like one big promotion to me. Yeah. So what was the kicker for you, Sretton? I don't know. I, I, like, the, the, like warrior, the warrior shows combined with my first, uh, when I went to freelance wrestling in Chicago, uh, being around those people and then, Seeing that, so I, I I watched a lot. So in the '90s, the only I didn't watch any. Uh, I should say in the early 2000s, I didn't watch anything except for MTV reality shows. And when I saw that the like the barrier to entry for people that wanted to entertain and be wrestlers, uh, I, I watched a handful of people just get their asses handed to them, like get the shit beat out of them, because that was what you needed to do. That that was your like uh, that was your hazing. You got hazed by like right, getting the shit kicked out of you. Yeah, we're gonna to scratch me, him. And that was and that was kind of a turnoff because there was uh like two things that turned me off. Like whatever, that's the way it was. So the old school guys who knew how to put on a show but didn't get trained, they just got their ass kicked for years and years and years until they caught on. And then if some like most of them that were big were charming, they just had a natural charm and they learned fast how to how to. Uh, act to a crowd um but there was there was the barrier to entry was super hard nowadays if you're athletic and you could perform people are welcoming and the fans they they feel they they seem more rabid and i really like that welcoming nature i guess to answer your question i like the fact that i could walk in and as a nobody as a new guy nobody was like hey new guy shut up um (laughs) they just 
allowed me to enjoy myself. Like I was there to be entertained. I didn't think about stupid politics. I didn't think about shit outside of, I didn't think about my job, my bills. I didn't think about shit. And then what, what really solidified it was being able to, this was being spoiled as like part of the podcast or media or whatever you want to call it, or just being lucky um, where I got to shake hands and have like multiple conversations with multiple performers from different promotions. Um, and everyone was cool. Like everyone was like interested in talking. Everybody was like, it, it was just, and it, it might just be luck. You know, there's bound to be some assholes out there. Everybody's in, I'm an asshole half the time. If you catch Jeff, the right time Jeff, day. Yeah. Yeah. He might've been the guy from the early two thousands. That was like one of those guys like, Hey, you don't have to be a fucking asshole. You could turn your back. It's different, but you don't have to like punch somebody in the face to be like, Hey, you want to be in my club? Let me beat the hell out of you. Don't, don't defend yourself. Or, or and as, as a fan or someone attending the shows, like you were just alluding to, wrestling is therapeutic. Where else yeah. can you go for 20 bucks, pay 20 bucks, yell at someone, call them an asshole, get all your weekly frustrations out. You walk out of that event door and you feel like you feel like weight is literally all the shitty things that happened throughout the week is gone because you just went to a wrestling show, screamed and yelled. Where else can you go and yell at somebody? Boo, you're an asshole. You suck. And it'd be yeah. acceptable wrestling. Yeah. yeah. I went, I went to a promotion and, and I'll, and I'll quit with my promotional stories, but I went to Gali Lucha, which is a, a, a Latino, it's a Mexican promotion with a lot of, luchadors. it's a Mexican promotion. Are you sure? Yeah, like it's, <laughs> it's Canadian, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's, like, it's like Vampiro. Yeah. Is he Mexican or Canadian? But, it, but I wanted to go to a show. I didn't know how to get there. I figured it out. It was in a, a indoor soccer arena gym. They set it up with the gym. They had a, a Ray Phoenix, I think, was was uh, was the main event. Um, and uh, what was crazy, I didn't know anybody, so I just walked in. I stood by myself for a little while, and at one point, I met a guy that does uh, a, a local po- or a Chicago podcast, Two Two Hills in a Face. I knew him. I sat down with him right away. He was like, "Hey, come sit with me." Uh, he got me a Michelada, and it was like that big. What and is that? I'm a Canadian. Tell me what it's, that is. Before it's like, like a, it's it, like Mexicans are going to get mad at me. It's like a Mexican uh, Bloody Mary. So they put it, certain yeah. ingredients like tahine and certain spices and stuff, but it's like a Bloody Mary. And so it was it's like beer a, with t- Clamato juice. Yes. Okay. Yes. Did you just look Spicy. it up? <laughs> no, 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 no. We That's have fast, beer. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It's beer with a bunch of shit. And um, it was like, it was huge. It was like a two liter container that they gave me. And, uh, and it was me, uh, Chris, and then this guy whose handle is Cactus King. And he actually called us up and he's some, he's a dude that knows everybody in Chicago too. And he was just incredibly welcoming. He was like, Hey guys, come sit with us. Let's create our own little group of guys. Um, like it wasn't all guys, but, um, but we sat down <laughs> it and was I had, all guys. and I had, a, I had a, bl- yeah. I had a blast with these strangers. Everybody was super cool. I was, they didn't need to be, they could be like, stand by yourself, man. I'm, I'm yeah, a pudding dude. I'm a fucking, freak. I'm a big ass dude. And when I'm sitting in the corner <laughs> in the darkness by myself, it's, I'm like, I look like a creep. I look like I'm smelling everybody. And like, I got my arms crossed. And so for them to like, welcome me and that's happened multiple times. It just, that's how you, that's how you water the seed of my fandom, man. Just be cool with me. And, uh, and everybody so far has been good. It's so, I'm sure people will be dickheads and uh, I'm cool with that for now. Like I can, I can, inter- I, I can interact with maybe 10 dickheads and I'll be, and I'll still be a fan. Yeah. There's peas. Everybody else there's has been those cool. Kind of peas in every pod. There's those kind oh, of yeah. peas in every pod. 
But generally, the, generally the wrestling fan base is pretty accepting, albeit they're very opinionated. When it comes yes. to the product, they're very opinionated. Yes. I gotta ask you, are you Croatian? Just looking at the spelling of your last name, uh, yes, Serbian. Serbian? Okay. Yeah, yeah, Serbian, Serbian. Jeez, I just, uh, I just buried myself there. You're fine, dude. Fifty-fifty <laughs> chance. <laughs> 50, 50. I asked I asked because I used to date a Croatian uh, girl and uh it was Ovik. Yeah. So he uh, finds uh, you attractive. That's not uh, what he's Malkovic. trying to say. It, it was his Malkovic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. John Malkovich. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he is. I don't know either. I think Polish. I got a little bit of Polish in me. I bet you have. Oh shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Polish, French, Polish, French, and Welsh. Oh, nice. I don't know what I am. I'm just a mutt. But let me, well, you let me say one more thing. You definitely have Scottish or Irish in you. Yeah, I got some, I think, Irish. They're Irish or, or Scottish, right? Yeah, I got some Italian blood, too. I used to think I had a lot more, but my sister, one of my sisters did that 23 and me or whatever the fuck that is. Oh, geez. Yeah. Now, now, now the New World Order has tabs on you. You're yeah well i would it, never fill out one of those things i would never fill out one of those things no matter how large my curiosity is to my uh family tree i am not going to put myself in the database i'm not going to put myself in the <laughs> okay because yeah. there might come a time where i might want to unplug from the matrix you know no one can ever truly unplug from the matrix <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna get your twitter fix? i don't even know where i'm going yeah. with that <laughs> yeah I, I don't either so let's turn it back around what uh, what, what i wanted to say i take i take uh 80 minutes to get to my point and and uh, so do that's I. why so i usually do. shut up about things but um one of the things that has impressed me about impact is the facts that the fact that they have storylines um that other people just aren't doing um, and they're bringing people, too. they're bringing old timers back like i say that but if you see frank shamrock like he does not look like an old timer. He looks like the Terminator. That's Ken. I, Ken. I what did I say? Ken. Well, he not party, but I, <laughs> I, I got to chill out with Ken two months ago. Some footage on the channel and whatnot. Uh, he's in great shape. Uh, he's happy. He's really bubbly and loving what he's doing right now. My only advice to Ken Shamrock is just for men. If he just for men, he would look even younger. <laughs> <laughs> by 10 years it's a yeah. little too salt and peppery right now just just yeah. from in. I, I actually i shouldn't even touch my hair because i've never never colored my freaking hair i you dread the jinx day, it i dread the day that that comes <laughs> if, if you did the 23 and me the new world order can tell you about what age you're going to turn gray so well, i guess that I mean, makes it just too sweet you would know but yeah they so like the, the tessa blanchard stuff the ove stuff like all the different people, like there's, there's so many. And now, uh, Wallace is telling me because I, I haven't, I haven't watched in like the Rascals. Yo, the Rascals are on another level. Huge fan of the Rascals. Some yeah, of the I best. I see that shirt too. I see that shirt there, Juice. I got that from them at Warrior Wrestling. Ooh. Yeah, the, the Rascals are the Rascals are awesome. Um, yeah. Moose has been just killing it lately. Oh, um, uh, speaking yeah, of Moose, real quick. Favorites. Yeah, with that, I'll shut up. I want to uh, cut you off real quick. Um, <laughs> Andre, that uh, that video I sent you today, uh, the the promo for this week's Impact, and Moose cuts it off, and it's got the old TNA voice actor. Epic. 
<laughs> that, <laughs> that voiceover guy is he's on the level of James yeah. Earl Jones. I don't care. <laughs> oh, for is. sure. This is TNA wrestling. <laughs> and there's not many on that level. There's no, not man. many on that level. Like, I get excited. Like, something big's effing going down when that guy is talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Um, all right, yeah. So, Impact Wrestling, Andre, they got this tournament coming up. They're trying to find a, what, number one contender for the Impact World title? Number one contender to Tessa Blanchard's Impact Wrestling World Championship title. And I believe the tournament starts tomorrow on Impact's weekly flagship show, Impact Wrestling. You can either watch it on the Fight Net. You can either watch it on Axis TV or Twitch. Twitch or Andre Corbeil on YouTube. the thing is not everybody can get away with the type of live stream i'm doing but i was smart uh i was in contact with the director of public relations for impact wrestling and uh informed him prior to the creation of this live stream and he even told me to hold off a certain amount of weeks and gave me the time that uh, the new Impact Wrestling was branded and, and when it would be best to optimize on that. So I do have permission from the company, and that's why they leave me alone, <laughs> because I have the footage going on in the background. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them. So uh, it's, 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 I definitely have to thank Impact Wrestling for uh, being supportive in that uh, regard. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh. So I I couldn't do that with AEW or WWE. No, no, they're WWE. I imagine be a pain in the ass for anything trying to do anything with them, unless you're another billion dollar asshole. I do have (laughs) the same access to WWE. Like I've, I I do have uh, the director of public relations number and everything. Like I get free WWE tickets when they come to Calgary, and uh, they've treated me great. Uh, I have to applaud WWE for the professionalism, uh, the way they've treated me and handled me. Uh, It's been four different shows now where they've given me multiple uh, tickets and one time was second row ringside. So like. Doing it well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I went with a local politician. I went with a local politician. Oh, there you go. That I have to like hand sanitize after uh, after the show was done. <laughs> <laughs> was so he I, taking notes? Was he like, I got, I got to do that. I got to start doing that. No, he's pretty cool. Some of the performer he's moves. Cool. Good. He was he, he was one of the the silent partners for uh, Heart Legacy Wrestling. Speaking of that, who's all involved in that? I mean, I also like remember the Heart Family. Sorry, I got well, Ice Cube. Brett never endorsed it. But uh, other hearts have endorsed it. Um, it's not owned uh, by a heart member. It's owned by a uh, a woman named Stacy Angel. And um, Smith Hart was very hands on with Heart Legacy. Uh, a lot of Heart Legacy is Smith Hart's baby. Um, people, other heart members like uh, Diana Hart, uh, Ross Hart. Uh, have all uh, endorsed the HLW brand, but the way it's run, it's 
comes back for a little while and then disappears. And then it, it, it pulls a Chris Jericho. It pulls mm-hmm. a Chris Jericho. So uh, the last uh, handful of shows was, like I said, two months ago when they brought Ken Shamrock up and, and, and whatnot. And I don't know when the next shows are going to be. So it's, it's fly by night. Fuck it. Now, if, 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 if Brett <laughs> would endorse it, that would be the push the promotion ultimately needs. And of course, Harry Smith, Harry Smith and, and Teddy, they've all endorsed it and, and whatnot. But the Hart family being a family that big, and let's be real, everybody, the, the bigger your family is, the more division there's going to be within that family. It's just human nature. Oh, yeah. It's human nature. <laughs> <laughs> hey, does Brett still got the uh, Calgary Hitman? Is, it, is that still his uh, no, team? No, he sold his shares. He sold his shares. Yeah. Um, I believe it was part of the deal that they keep the logo mm-hmm. uh, for legacy purposes and whatnot. But I think those are cool jerseys. Yeah, I thought it was kind cool. Kind of reminds me of Casey from Ninja Turtles, though. Yeah. <laughs> Casey Jones! <laughs> Dr. Jones! Dr. Jones! <laughs> that's what you get when you listen to the juice and get some fucking weird, obscure 80s movie references. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so once they kick this uh, tournament shit off with Impact, I mean, you got uh, Moose claiming to be the TNA World Heavyweight Champion. It's kind of weird how that's playing out. It's very interesting. Are they going to bring it back for another show? You know, like, say, Impact runs Tuesday and Thursdays or some, or Saturdays, and uh, it's actually a TNA show is one of them. I think that well, would TNA be kind of cool. historically famous for Thursday nights, right? So if they yeah. bring a TNA-based show, the fact that Anthem owns the network, it would be yeah. easy, easy. It'd be it would take more time to uh, iron out the wrinkles once the show started uh, than actually getting the show implemented on the network. It'd be cool too if they went back to like a six-sided ring. Like keep it totally kind of different, you know? Like it would be kind of a legit invasion <laughs> angle more so than like an NWO, you know? Like it, it, like it's a company eating itself from within, like from their fucking past or something, you the know? Like, the yeah. NWO kind of rot within. Yeah. Let that body <laughs> rot. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Did you guys like the six-sided ring? Yeah, um, I thought it was cool. I, I like it for aerialistics. Um, but the guys don't like to bump as much on them. It's, it's yeah. a lot stiffer bumping. So... You know, you're not going to get as many power bombs. You're not going to get as many uh, lung blowers. Well, I guess you can get the lung blowers and the back crackers, but the guy delivering it, I just it's a harder, stiffer ring. Now, if they made it, if they extended it, if they extended it a foot on every corner, that would give more, it, it would allow more give in the ring portion of it. That might be uh, something to look at. But I like that idea, Justin. Uh, if they problem with WWE is oh yeah brand wars brand brand wars you know it's all WWE just trying to shuffle uh, play the shell game with their roster. Uh, this, the yeah, players. this seems a little more legit because you don't know like what could happen. I mean, if say this, I mean corporate business wise, say TNA they do bring that brand back and it does get the numbers they want, and they just say fucking all right, we're going back to TNA. 
I mean, you'll have well, your like haters the, out there. I like the six-sided ring idea, Justin. Yeah. It, it would make the fans tuning in buy in a little bit more that these are two different brands. It's not just... Exactly. Like, even NXT is WWE. I, I, I don't... I don't let the veil blind me. It's still WWE. You know, oh, NXT's better than WWE. No, it's not. It's WWE. <laughs> that is true. You know, root beer's better than cola. Oh, it's still a Coke product. You know, like, <laughs> cola. Just, I don't Can you know. give me a liter of cola? A liter? Yeah, a yeah, liter. yeah. Jab me, jab me with my metric system. <laughs> a liter of cola, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I can convert some things and I can't convert other things. I don't want to use metric for some things. I want to use standard for other things. It just, I don't know. I wish we, I wish we were all in the metric system. It'd make things a lot easier. You think so? I find it yeah. kind of confusing in ways, though. The thing is, my parents were the last generation of standard. And then the Canadian government just implemented metric like that. So growing up, when it came to asking my parents uh, for help in math, they were just like, hey. <laughs> fuck you, there's your help. One, two. <laughs> yeah, so we were that transitional generation where our parents couldn't help us uh, with mathematics in school. They're just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, 2.2 uh, 2 .2 in every kilometer or something like that. It's, it's, every it's kilometer. <laughs> Oh, uh, thank God you ain't my motherfucking weatherman, Andre. <laughs> Bro, I, I remember the first time I drove through the States and looking at the signs, seeing uh, 53 miles, and then, okay, we're almost there. And then I'm like, holy shit. Oh, yeah, miles. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. just, we should have been there already. And then I'm like, a little kid in the back of the van, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? It's just, yeah. yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> but Very yeah nice. we have we have hernandez taking on madman Fulton tonight in this uh tournament to determine a number one contender for tessa blanchard's impact wrestling world heavyweight championship we also have rohit raju taking on your boy trey miguel that should be a fast-paced match uh moose versus suicide i don't like this current uh incarnation of suicide you can't even do the the gun thing, right? He does it over his, his eye socket and the mask. He should just do this. I personally, who do you guys think suicide is? Um, I, I mean, I thought they would have got one of the rascals, but uh, that's what I think. It's Wentz. I think it's Wentz. Yeah, I think it's Wentz. I don't know, but, though. But you I, obviously I, don't seem to think it's Wentz. With how you well, here's it. the thing. I'll, I'll well because. I haven't really watched much of like he comes out and I try usually I'm like, man, I fucking to be honest, I hate that character so much. And the and video they, game. The video game. The video game, yeah, yeah. I, I got the I still got the fucking game, you know. It's uh Did you like it? I I did, but it was the controls were kind of hard, you know. It wasn't very like you I didn't think it was very user friendly, you know, like I'm all. I'm just so used to the old school, like no mercy Nintendo 64 controls. They're so easy, so fluid, and I've never like. There was maybe one or two WWE 2K games, or right before they went to 2K, that felt kind of arcadey and easy to use. That's all I want. I just want to bash motherfuckers and create dream matches. I don't need this super over simulated fucking garbage, you know, to the point where it 
it crashes itself and fucking everybody does all this and shit when they're fucking. Did you see the one? Did you see the one where the ring steps were bouncing off the ropes and on the guy's face, bouncing off the ropes and on the guy's face? Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Personally, I like the Super Nintendo WCW games. Those were funnest to play for me. Oh, man. Those like are cool WCW games, but they were Revenge. rough. Oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I believe it was the first game you could actually pull reversals in mid-move. I'm not a gamer, so I haven't played uh, games in a long time or even owned a system in a long time. It's fun. It's a good way to pass the time. I'm starting to put out some clips now of just random stupid shit I do in video games and uh, kind of experiment with some stuff. So it's a fun thing to do, you know? Another way to get some content, get some eyeballs on these nuts. Um, yeah, but it's suicide, man. Just never did it for me. So in a way, I don't really care to know who's under, I'm just wondering, I, I care to know why they wanted to bring him back. Like, Oh, he's a huge part of TNA's history. Like he feels like a John Cena. He feels like he was forced on me. Like it's so stupid that he came out of this video game. <laughs> it's just yeah. an excuse to double book one wrestler. And when you're double, yeah. booked, you don't get paid twice. Yeah, and so it's half-assing it, it, it creatively. It's like you stretching know? a gum. It's like stretching gum as far as you possibly can, you know? Yeah. Uh, I will agree with that statement. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> we also have the knockouts taking center stage. Uh, talking about, no, uh, we're not going to go with that storyline, blah, 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 blah. The North, they're going to be uh, fighting champions. You watch. They're going to end up facing some jobber team again. and. What did you guys think of that? Did you catch that that scene yeah. with the piped in crowd noise and the jobbers and the what did you think? <laughs> I thought it was amazing. It was funny. Ethan Page, you know, I mean, he's been showing on his YouTube channel for a while now. Um, just how good and funny and creative he can be and entertaining. Um, naturally creative, yeah. Yeah, and it's coming it's coming full circle for him. And I'm glad, you know, I mean was it I think I met him going on two years ago for the first time and he was just super cool dude and me and Sred have seen him at shows and you know whether it's warrior or freelance or whatever and uh him and uh josh alexander man like that super cool guys and, like the other night um on your live stream i was texting like if they bring back a team canada dude you and with how huge tna marks you know they are they gotta be in it and maybe like the new <laughs> leaders of team fucking canada bring eric young back in you know I, I, I do think Eric Young is coming back to Impact Wrestling. I spoke with him two days ago. I asked him to do an interview with me, and he said he wasn't making any statements yet at this point. Obviously, he's still in the 90-day no-compete clause kind of thing, and, I, and I, I'm certain the wrestlers can't divulge information during that wind-down time as well. So I will have EY on at some point, but just the way he was – acting <laughs> i honestly think he's coming back to impact wrestling that's uh where he cut his teeth it's where he had an iconic career Makes and uh, i just don't see out of the cluster of wwe releases him wanting to go to aew over top of where his history is right hey people are starting to pick impact that's that's why it's good when you get someone like a kylie ray who is huge and she's huge right. in our area beyond belief, dude. She's like, I think she's more over than fucking CM Punk in Chicago land, dude. And that, that's a fucking shoot. 
she is so much better than I had previously anticipated. Like I oh, knew yeah. she was TV ready, but uh, you watch her match from a few weeks ago with um, Kira Hogan, and uh, it was as good as any men's match. Yeah, it's good, man. She's she is super awesome. Uh, she's held world titles out here, like I said, freelance wrestling. Um, I think one of the last wrestling shows I was at was a Black Label Pro show. Um, and she won a strap there. She's been a champ everywhere, dude. She deserves it. She's a super nice person, man. Just, I like the character, um, huge for impact and their dude, their knockouts division is fucking stacked, you know, couple more. I think they need a couple more additions for it to really run on full, uh, on all cylinders. Um, she don't let the, uh, the nice character of Kylie Ray Foolia fans. Uh, this woman works very stiff, and uh, I really like her style. She really won me over two weeks ago. Really oh, yeah, well, everybody knows stiff is my style, you know. But um, Strad <laughs> <laughs> making that face. Uh, people, <laughs> at least all the people that are just listening to this can't see the De Niro esque face he made. De Niro disgust over there. How do you keep a straight face? Half the time. How do you keep a straight Me? face? Some of the stuff, some of the stuff that comes out of Justin's mouth sometimes. It's just like, it's because I'm I'm uh, I'm pissed at him like ninety eight percent of the time. So I'm usually just just give him stink eye. Uh, you do a great job at masking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys. There well, ain't no division on the JP Dub podcast. It's just no, not no. no until just, the cord is paused. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like yeah. you fucking idiot. <laughs> and then the cat's out of the bag, and the claws are fully developed. Yep. yep, yep. <laughs> what a swell guy he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I think Impact going forward, man, it's it's nothing but uh, big city nights, as the Scorpions would say. Um, Everybody needs to tune in more to these guys. Like I said, we go down the fucking roster and tell you like of the amazing talent, and they've they finally connected with bringing in a lot of these top indie stars, which is what they should have been doing years ago when they had Spike and all that shit, you know. But I don't think the talent pool was as good as it is. Well, I can't say that. There's a lot of people. They're doing the right thing now. They're right? doing the right thing. They're, they're paying more, their more than roster. Spike Lee ever did. They're they're paying their roster throughout this this uh, what do we want to call it now? We're not on lockdown anymore here in Calgary. They finally lifted it. But TNA this, uh, lockdown, isolation or whatnot. But yeah, Impact Wrestling have been paying their roster members, and they, the, the the same idiots that were out there uh, reporting any negative thing on the company uh, that constantly say, "Oh, a company doesn't pay their wrestlers." It's not even the same ownership. Yeah, uh, their their company structure right now is healthier than it's it's been in its history. They're actually being run like a a business, a company. Yeah, so, like a, I I just I'd like to see them kick up their merch game a little more. You know, I mean oh, they got absolutely. in with like pro wrestling tees and all that, but that's great. Um, Bring Don West back; he's the man to do it. Oh, dude, he's great. They need to utilize him. Don West is. I, I gotta get. I think he's from. Out in our area, too. I want to say, I thought I read Don was from Hammond, Indiana. I could, that man I could, could be wrong. sell me maple syrup. Think about that. <laughs> Is it the same deals? 
Yeah. Remember those twenty dollar bags on like shop TNA? The brown bag. The brown no, bag special. The blue bag. I get them. I get some fucking uh, a cool Samoa Joe shirt, and then a fucking uh, what was his name? God, uh, De- Sean Devari shirt, and I was like. <laughs> it was, and it was orange it was like a jail shirt you know like a uh, inmate fucking i was like that would be my reaction if i got the grado shirt oh yeah. <laughs> fucking grado that, fucking that would guy, be my dude. reaction if i got the grado shirt yeah whatever happened to grado he went back to fucking the uk right yeah yeah icw or whatever yeah yeah i I liked him and I didn't like him. It's he's just he's he's good for entertainment here and there, but anyways, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about the positive side of impact. Gonna bring it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, dude. They get uh, you, when you were talking earlier about the Ethan Page shit, man. They if they keep doing more stuff like that, and they kind of did when uh, Matt Hardy left. He kind of opened the door. You know, Lucha opened that, I believe, to him. Lucha Underground, that is, and then this well, really the cinematic presentation of wrestling to everyone now that's been ripping off some that they totally had unique unto them. You know, no one had really done that. I mean, vin- technically, if you did something like that back in the day, it was a super long vignette, you know, like this and shit Jeremy played out Borash like a movie. doesn't get enough credit for that either. Yeah. And you can see you can see his influence in exactly what you're talking about, Justin, in WWE right now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, totally. And everybody's doing it. And it's cool because it's it's a new way of presenting professional wrestling in this day and age. And and let's face it, every 20 years when wrestling goes back down in the shitter and then it has a boom period again, you need something different, you know. And so a lot of these old timers that knock and say this, this, and that's hey, it is what it is. It's it's still great, it's still fun, it's entertaining. The athleticism and shit is fucking on point, like impact has got a lot of athletic people and even down to their legends, except maybe Ken Shamrock. Cause he, he can still go and he still does some crazy jumps and shit. Don't get me wrong, but dude, he's so stiff. You can tell like he's Jack, but I bet you that motherfucker's hurting. Dude. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sore. Yeah. Hurting. Sore. You can tell by the way he walks that he's sore. Yeah. Taking absolutely. like demolition man, fucking bass to get that arthritis. <laughs> Wake up every 50 years or something. <laughs> Another nice thing about impact wrestling is, when you look at Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor has the flip dips and a lot of the fast action, but there's not enough onus put on selling. There's more of a balance of selling and the high-flying, fast-paced moves in Impact Wrestling than there is in Ring of Honor. So it's it's kind of a hybrid of the Ring of Honor style mixed with the WWE style, uh, in, in my opinion. I, I think that anyway. Oh yeah, totally. Um, it's and that's what brought him to the table, you know, with the X division and uh, all that shit. Now, fucking, you gotta sell. yeah, you got you got to sell, man. You got to sell it real you can't hard. Take five finishers, then what good is that finisher? Yeah, exactly. Threaten's a big believer in that faith. Yep, I love flips. See? I love the athleticism, but a finisher should be. That's it. Yeah, I think the common sense. I think the storyline. Uh, and analysis are just as important as the moves. Oh, totally. Um, so real quick here, I dude, I've had a blast talking fucking impact, and uh, we're gonna have to do more of these. But uh, Andre, real quick, where can everybody uh find you at? And also, um, everybody out there, you can uh, we're associated with wrestling with wrestling.com, like 
So JP Dub, I I just want to thank you for you know getting our content out there and uh, giving it some further reach out in the the great white north. We fucking love you for it. <laughs> I really enjoy your podcast and uh, and and the fans are are going to continue to grow towards this podcast. You guys uh, are different from everybody else. And uh, I think you mix uh, movie, pop culture, and wrestling. Uh, you guys mesh it really well in one singular presentation. Uh, the fact of the matter is you guys uh, hunt down interviews like like Wolverines. It's, it, it's crazy. At this, pace, <laughs> at this pace, you guys are going to have 500 interviews uh, probably by your 600th show. And, and oh, that's man. amazing. That's an amazing ratio. It it, it really is. Uh, so kudos to each and every one of the contributors, the guests, and uh, the the Juice Pro Wrestling podcast uh, as a whole. I I am proud to have you guys uh, featured. Fuck I'm glad yeah, to be on the I'm glad to be on the podcast too, and uh, we'll Thanks. definitely do it again. Yeah, awesome. for sure. And uh, and everybody out there listening, uh, you can Andre's on Twitter. He's on Inst- Well, you're not on Instagram. All You're right, on Twitter I'll, and I'll Facebook. Do the, I'll do the uh, the spiel, so to speak. My name's Andre Corbeil, the founder of WrestlingWithWrestling.com, trained by the iconic Bill Apter, the legendary Hart family, and the controversial Vince Russo. You can find me at WrestlingWithW3 on Twitter, Andre Corbeil on Facebook, Andre Corbeil on YouTube, and yes, the secondary YouTube channel, Wrestling with Wrestling. And visit the mothership each and every day, wrestlingwithwrestling.com, because I do this tried, tested, and true for each and every one of you. And I'm not going to stop because we're all in this for one thing professional wrestling. Ooh, that's right. <laughs> and for everybody out there listening, Juice Pro Wrestling, new episodes every Wednesday. JPDub.com is where you want to subscribe or wherever you get your fucking podcast. <laughs> get it get it boy get it but yeah find us thank thank you guys and thank you andre for fucking getting the word out there you know we like to get we like to get wet and have fun with everybody every week every day 24 7 so hit us up on social media and interact listen to our episodes like threat and ask and review them if you don't like the shit tell us why if you like it tell us why you know thumbs down be fun. just as uh important as a thumbs up right it's still yeah gonna- exactly yeah, because then you could talk shit and I could just put a sarcastic smiley face after you do. We'll see you next week, bitches. Wet em up. Wet em up. Wet em up. Oh my God, I'm so wet. Andre Corbett makes me sick. You gonna do sex to me?